animating our legal myths. How do we hold a hum? My daughter recently made a new friend on our morning walks, a polypore mushroom. I hadn't noticed her friend and couldn't figure out why she was drawn to the corner of the woods off our path, but she was insistent. When close enough, she sat down next to Polypore, said hi, then bye, and we were on our way. I know this story is banal and familiar to many caregivers of young children, the mundane magic of a developing mind. However, her recognition of sentient beings beyond human is more than poetic. It's felt. Her worldview is animated. She constantly reminds me to feel, not think, into all the ways I touch the sentient and the sentient touches me. Animacy doesn't have a single definition and is very much based on the culture that it's composed in. In Latin, the root of the word anima translates to life, breath, spirit, or soul. I think about animacy as the way everything expresses some form of inhalation and exhalation how everything at all moments is living, dying, or being reborn in loops. It often has found expressions in earth-based traditions and folklore tied to place. It doesn't have to be the same thing as anthropomorphizing because it recognizes and differentiates the experience of each being. In intact cultures of original people, this is perhaps an understood life way. For those of us severed from our place-based traditions of origins, Animacy is the universal hum we are trying to find again. For the sake of this essay, I very much reduced the wonder-filled landscape of animacy by bringing in the legal fiction of personhood. Abridged, legal personhood essentially is a being for whom the law recognizes to have certain rights or duties. It is a top-down acknowledgement that allows for active participation in society rather than the passive role of objectified beings like children, animals, plants, fungi, water, and land. For most of the United States' recent history, personhood has met the adult human. Note for the greater half of that history, however, that that human is likely cis male, property holding, and white. Throughout the decades, personhood has evolved with the most contemporary developments, including the more than human beings as persons, distilled in what is formerly known as the rights of nature movement. I'll be honest, <laughs> rights frameworks in isolation taste hollow. I focused my legal education on international human rights and walked away feeling a little empty in the application of the various doctrines and treaties. This weariness extended to Ron, when first introduced to me a couple years ago. Since then, I've kept a pleasant distance from it, unsure how to hold something as slippery as moral guarantees. To me, individuated rights, whether for forest or human beings, can suck the relationality out of a situation. Recent conversations have led me to investigate my hesitation to play with these legal tools, however. One of our current projects is with a member of Land Clinic's Advisory Council, Wanda Culp. Wanda is many wonderful things. Her warmth and honesty bring me so much joy whenever we meet, 
just thinking about her actually makes me smile big. She is Clinket, specifically from the Brown Bear Clan. We are working on a mapping project examining land claims in Southeast Alaska. During the process, Wanda has sent me many books and art as research guides, including a collection of oral histories. These interviews with elders and Clinket bring the practical aspects of what has been deemed subsistence living in union with the stories of the many beings that animate the landscapes of Southeast Alaska. It would feel incomplete to not include the spirit of these stories in our project, leading us down a path that feels merry and creative. We are learning the contours of what is appropriate to share, including what is appropriate to share with me, and what is absolutely necessary to share to adequately reflect the thefts and loss caused by colonization. We are incorporating Wanda's art as foundation. We are dancing in the space that many don't understand because we are not necessarily looking for solutions. We are recovering what the United States has invisibilized. To aid us, my mentorship with Creature Conserve starts this month. Creature Conserve is a support system for artists, writers, and scientists as they collaborate and explore the human connection to nature, creating new pathways to a healthier world for all creatures. I'm really not sure what the outcome of any of this is going to be, but I'm excited to share out our process as it develops. In returning to my original question, how do we hold a hum? The answer that seems to arrive for me is we don't. Just as the land holds us and we don't hold the land, the hum holds us, we don't hold the hum. We just need to listen. With that, I have a parting gift, a playlist to play with animacy. May the reverb produce echoes of that universal hum. You can find the link in our substack.